Auburn football is almost out of scholarships. Has Hugh Freeze done enough? Freezing temperatures are likely for several hours inland and a few hours closer to the coast. Yes. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. And we are joined for a third Friday, the first in way too long, Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer. And we joked when we connected, Ferg. Auburn has like a totally different roster from the last time you came on the show. Absolutely. I mean, I think the last time I was on, this was pre-Peyton Thornton. This was pre-some of the receivers they've gotten. One of the offensive linemen. I mean, it's 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 been a minute, and and uh, this this team is at a point now where they could. I mean, without your uh, secondary is the, is the big one, but like at least yeah. on offense, they could get they could run a whole group out there almost that is just of guys that just got here, and that's that's exactly what this team needed. Yep, yep. Some of it, I think, is depth. Some of it, I think, is moves for the future. And I think some of these guys are going to start right away, which is very, very fun. So it seems like Auburn is at 82 scholarships, counting some of the guys that were gifted scholarships a year ago, assuming this t- uh, the staff honors those, Sean Jackson, Jake Levant. I think Shane Hooks is going to pick Auburn. So we'll see. This is, you know, he's been like the last two days. In mm-hmm. Auburn, so we'll see. We're recording this Thursday morning. He may have committed by the time this goes up. We'll see. But it, are, are they done? What else? What else can they add in your mind, for Because there's one glaring weakness when I look at this roster, and I'm curious to see what you have to say. Yeah, it, it's free. Said they have one more guy visiting this weekend. Uh, I'm not sure who that is uh, because I'm not on as, as top on, not as on top of things with the recruiting realm as as like the you know folks who who cover sure. it. Uh, day to day, but I mean, to me, if I'm Auburn and I'm thinking like you need you you have a couple spots to play with, I feel like you'd feel a lot more comfortable if you had another edge rusher. That's that's the one that I just kind of that kind of stands out to me is like okay, you would love to go get that. Um, you know, maybe another safety uh, or a defensive back because they have they have talked to about some of those guys because I think you would love to have another kind of bridge piece between this like really experience really veteran secondary and then what you've got mm-hmm. coming behind it um and just feeling good about your depth there so they got a couple spots to play with right now um but yeah i mean edge rusher kind of feels like something that i would say you know if you're going out and getting three receivers you know in this in this portal window i feel like you could definitely go get two edge rushers yeah i mean i, I think that's the biggest thing that's the biggest thing is just the jack and the pass rushing situation mm-hmm. and I mean, even if you wanted to go get more of a defensive end guy, this is a good pass rusher. But right, yep, yep. They, they haven't really been able to find that consistently. I mean, Jalen McLeod, I think, was a great pickup. That Uku guy's name isn't. I mean, he doesn't seem to be going away, which that could be a huge, huge get. But mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, and Freeze talked about it at the uh, at the region's mm-hmm. golf tournament, talking about like how great McLeod is, you know, an elite pass rusher and also, I mean, is, is he enough to kind of fill all of that role? I don't know. Uh, I, I feel like you need a little bit more. I, I feel like you could use more if you could get it. Um, I, I like Jalen McLeod a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I, I wrote about him a few weeks ago. I did a film room on him. He's fascinating, man. Like this is a guy that I think makes a lot of sense for a Ron Roberts defense because 
you know, you think about Ron Roberts, he is a master uh, of, of, you know, simulated pressures and, and, you know, uh, mixing and matching and sending different guys and dropping others. Jalen McLeod is a really good edge rusher that looks like a linebacker that looks just like a uh, size wise is just like a normal linebacker. So mm-hmm. I think he fits in perfectly because we already know he's a really good pass rusher. He was very efficient last season. One of the most efficient, you know, uh, FBS pass rushers last year showed out against Texas A&M and some other schools um, that, that, that really stand out. But also like, it's not just, you know, you, you line him up before a snap. You don't necessarily know if he's coming or he's going. And, like, that is going to help with the versatility of this defense. And so I think McLeod's going to be a great pickup. Uh, McLeod also was a guy that was mostly a third down dude at, uh, at at App State. So, you know, do you do you feel good enough in what you got with your with your guys, you know, early downs? Uh, and, and, right. And, you know, being – it's just – it's interesting because I, I, I think you can – you can get a lot out of Elijah McAllister uh, in, in a role. I think I think Keldrick Falk has the potential to play play really well right away. I think a guy like Cam Riley, especially you bring in somebody like Larry Nixon, I think a guy like Cam Riley can move around in your defense. But you know, is is, is could you do more? Could you could you do you know uh, a little bit more with your pass rush? Just because that's the biggest thing you're having to reload. Derek Hall, Echo Leota, even guys like Colby Wooden, like. You don't have them around anymore, and that's Marcus you know, Bragg. I mean, your depth is gone Bragg. too. Yeah, it's it's, and you've got your your defensive linemen that you have coming back. They can get into the backfield. They're just not as you don't have a ton of pass rushing, you know, experience. Like a Marcus Harris is not like your 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 most established pass rusher uh, up front is probably Messiah Nasilakite, and like mm-hmm. he had a, he had a good run with that at Maryland. But like you know, you would love to have more, especially because for the better part of the last decade of Auburn football, you've been used to Auburn just having dudes that can tear it up off the edge uh, and just in the pass rush, whether it is guys with their hands in the dirt up front or, um, you know, guys that are, that are, they're firing off on the outside. Yeah. And you, you mentioned Messiah. I love that they put him at the three and mm-hmm. a defensive end throughout spring I think you're going to see a similar thing with Keldrick Falk as far as putting him at Jack and strong side defensive end moving forward. This is yeah. kind of what I've been told. And so definitely I definitely big enough for it. Definitely. Big yeah. Enough for and, that. and I think, I think with Emba leaving, like, I don't think they have that clear backup defensive end. And so I think he's going to probably get more reps there than, than a lot of people think, but even guys like Jason Jones and, and Justin Rogers and all of these guys, like they're all playing multiple spots, which yeah. I like because then it allows you to put the true like best group of guys on the field. You know, you're not like pigeonholing these dudes. You're giving them the options to play as much as possible and kind of giving yourself, you know, if you're coach Garrett, the defensive line coach, giving him more options as far as, you know, these are all the guys on the field more. So let's figure out different ways to use them. I love all of that. Is that going to equate into a better pass rush Ferg? I don't know, but I think it certainly sets, uh, I think it puts you in a situation to do it. You just got to execute. I think the good news for Auburn is that, you know, Garrett had one of the best pass rushes in, in the country last year, and he did it with a variety of types of players. You go look at who Liberty, who got Liberty sacks last year. They're undersized guys. They're big guys. They're, I mean, they're it's just a mix and match. So that's a good sign. And then on top of that, like I said earlier, Ron Roberts, this is what he's known for. He is known for generating pass rushes, creative um, and effective pass rushes. And so that's why I said, like, when Jalen McLeod signed with Auburn, he's like, he's like the perfect fit for this defense. And 
you know, Auburn's defense right now is not what it wants to be long term. We know that like they're reloading through the transfer portal. They're getting a lot of these group of five guys or some of these these smaller end um power five guys to have a team, have a competitive team in year one. This is defense has not arrived yet, and they've got a long way to go to be where they want it to be. But yeah, I will make the point that I think that for this particular roster and this particular defense, Ron Roberts is one of the best defensive coordinators you can have because he has a history of doing more with less and just having to get creative. So if you don't have a ton of uh, natural pass rushers on your team right now, well, why not have the defensive coordinator that will send anybody and anybody, uh, everybody and anybody to get after the quarterback and do it in creative ways. How many natural pass rushers are on this team right now? Uh, a couple, maybe like, you know, like, uh, you know, can we count Keldrick yet? Like, yeah, like exactly. Like is Keldrick that guy? I think he's got every tool in the world to be that guy. But again, he was playing, um, high school football last year and he was playing a, a, a lower level of competition last year at, at Highland home. Now what's impressive. And it's like, it reminds me a lot of, um, of Mon Adams to be a guy who is a five-star by rivals or a high four-star by everybody else, top 100 player, top 75 player in a lot of cases, mm-hmm. and come from that level of competition, that means you're doing something crazy good and you're showing out in these kind of combines and stuff. Mod Adams is the same thing. Mod Adams is a five-star, top 10 player in the country. If you've ever been to where Mod Adams is from, it is one of the tiniest places in, in Georgia. And, like, you know, you have to you have to really, really stand out. It ain't like... Hey, like you're playing seven, a ball in these places and you're going up against really, really good competition every week. And you're having that opportunity. You're, you're having to dominate at your level and then having to go to these places and show off as well. So I think it's a good time for Keldrick Falk. And I think it's a good time for his adaptability as a dude who enrolled early this year. Um, you know, he looked like he belonged and, and, and they once just, yeah. just a few months earlier, he was playing what two a three, a football. Like that's that, that says a lot about him. Yeah, there's no doubt. Did Hugh freeze do enough? this offseason to complete the roster. Let's discuss in just a moment right here on Locked On Auburn. Today's show brought to you by our new friends at Bird Dogs. Ferg, when I hopped on, you're probably like, man, Zach, you look more handsome than normal. And I'll say it. You're right. You're right. Because I'm sporting some bird dogs. You can't see them. But just the confidence that I exude when I wear bird dog shorts, it's great because they, uh, they fit great. They're comfortable. And they're versatile. I mean, name another pair of pants you can record a podcast with. Then after this, I'm going to go drop my child off at my mom's. And then I'm going to go run some errands. Then I'm going to go to the gym. And I don't have to change shorts at all because of bird dogs. Head over to birddogs.com slash locked on college. And when you do enter a promo code locked on college, all one word, no spaces. And they'll throw in a free custom bird dogs Yeti style tumbler. If you're an everydayer, you saw me drinking out of it uh, when I recorded some shows earlier this week. So use promo code locked on college when you go to birddogs.com slash locked on college. They've got all types of different swag to wear, but it's all very, very comfortable, very, very versatile. Once again, birddogs.com slash locked on college using promo code locked on college. Justin Ferguson with the Auburn Observer. So we've seen. Auburn be one of the more active teams in the transfer portal, which we all expected just because of the glaring holes on this roster. Did Hugh Freeze do enough? And we saw him address several positions of needs. We talked about pass rusher to some extent. We both feel like maybe there's a chance that more of that's coming. Offensive line was obvious. He did that. 
Wide receiver was obvious. He's got a lot of talented dudes. We'll see if it works out or not. Um, did he do enough in your mind, Ferg? I think he did enough to make Auburn a competitive team in 2023, which was the goal. Um, you can't expect miracles <laughs> to happen in the transfer portal um, yeah. because, like, you know, you want to build a championship caliber roster over time through high school recruiting. I mean, that's what Georgia did. That's what Alabama's done. That's what LSU's trying to do. I mean, that's that's what you're going up against, right? And right. so, but uh, Auburn was just in such a tough spot because the last couple of years they were so far below what the expectations are in recruiting here that they had to reload this way. And on top of that, so many guys left. So you inherited a bad situation. And I think Auburn has done as well as anybody in the portal um, this offseason, which they needed to do to get competitive. But like, let's not you know kid ourselves. It, it's still going to be an uphill battle this year. Um, their Vegas line, six and a half. That feels right. I feel like, you know, Auburn could, I feel like Auburn could go over it. I would lean towards Auburn going over it, but like, you know, I've had, I had a mailbag question last week when people were like, Hey, so 2013, you go from a losing team to going to the national title. What's it, you know, compare that team to this team talent wise. And it's like, man, that 13 team had a ton of talent. It, it had just gotten underused and, and, and just was everything just fell apart in 12. Yeah. Um, this is a completely different situation. And so for Auburn, it's, are they capable of exceeding expectations this year? Yes. Do they should they be more comfortable on the line of scrimmage? Do, have, did they address some of their biggest needs? Absolutely. They did a lot of those things. Um, but you're going to have to get all those guys uh, to mesh and click well um, in a short amount of time, and do it in the most competitive conference and, and in the most competitive division in college football. And so it's not going to be easy. Um, but you know. This is definitely a a, a a huge win this offseason for Auburn, and we'll see how far it takes them. But one of the main reasons why Auburn hired Hugh Freeze, what appealed to the people who were making this decision, was they knew he was capable of this. Maybe he didn't know that they were capable of like building an entire offensive line through the transfer portal because nobody had done that before, but they yeah. thought he would be able to recruit like this right away. And with the portal being what it is, it, you know, the instant impact recruiting is what they needed. And so, yeah, I, I think he's done enough to make this team competitive this year. But, like, you know, uh, he, he said it himself. The ultimate test of how successful the Hugh Freeze tenure is going to be at Auburn is going to be how they do in the 2024 and 2025 recruiting classes. And so, I mean, that's that's what's going to give you staying power. This right now is just making sure you can put a competitive team out there to get more people interested in what you're selling. Yeah, I, I think the transfer portal – I think it raises your floor, but I think the recruiting it, it raises the ceiling of the program. And, and I think mm -hmm. you, know, oh, yeah. you 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 filled a few holes, which is huge. But as far as long term success, yeah, and, and he knows it. I mean, he's he's recruiting harder and, than anybody right now. And, and I wrote about it earlier this week. The majority of the guys you have in the transfer portal are experienced dudes who are looking for a step up in a competition towards the end of their careers. Which is, you know, you'll take that. You needed dudes who have played football and will be able to, you know. They're hungry. They've got something to prove. Which is the best version of the transfer portal, right? Yes. I mean, a guy that was didn't get these big offers and all of a sudden, you know, other people want that want opportunity. Like, yeah, like, that's pretty cool. Right. Now, you've also gotten uh, in a few cases, and two really stand out to me here, where you get guys that are more in line with who you're trying to recruit out of high school and you're trying and you'll have them for a while. And and that's that's Caleb Burton. 
sure. and uh, Demario Tolan. Like those guys, you know, you want more Caleb Burton and Demario Tolan's moving forward, but you want to get them out of high school as well. And obviously, it was just a year for both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's you might as well be getting them out of high school. But uh, yeah, th- this those are like the big swings you make, and you're allowed to take those big swings and take those. And, and I'm not saying reaches because they're very talented players, but you know they're not proven yet at the college level. But man, if they are, if they can click, it looks really, really good. You Agreed. can do that once you have four offensive linemen set. You know, when you have a Nick Marner, a Jerry or shorter at wide receiver, so it's like, okay, these guys, these guys can do it. We know that they can do it. Uh, you know, at the college level. All right, but if this guy can click as well, if 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 Caleb Burton can can be who who he's capable of being, then you you know that really raises your ceiling. So yeah, you're right. the The majority of Auburn's transfers are floor stabilizers. You got a couple of ceiling raisers, and what yeah. you do in high school recruiting is going to ultimately you know determine how high high that ceiling goes. Yeah, and, and a lot of these guys, like you, you said, you're swinging for the fences with, you know, you mentioned Tol- Jair Shorter's one, you know. If, his health seems to be a question. You know, if he can stay healthy, I mean, he could pop off, right? Yeah. Who do you Catching think? A, having a touchdown nearly half of your catches last year is pretty It's ridiculous. It's like 46, 48%, something like that. Yeah, it's that's wild. I, I'll take that. If he keeps that ratio, that'd be incredible. The most of these guys, though, are like G5 dudes, you know, mm-hmm. leveling up, you know, their, 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 their playing experience. Who do you think of all the transfers? is the most sure thing that he's brought in? Oh, wow. That's a great question. Um, While you're thinking, I think it's Avery Jones at center. Yeah, Avery Jones was the first one that popped into my head as well, um, just because he was so highly touted coming out of of ECU as like, this is one of the best centers in the country. He grades Mm -hmm. out super well. Um, and Auburn, also the fact that Auburn moved heaven and earth to try to flip him when he was like literally on his way to Illinois is, yeah. is a good sign. I think that, um, and then, you know, you always want to say this with an asterisk because as a quarterback, but I mean, I mean, Peyton Thorne, Peyton Thorne led a team, lead a team to a, uh, um, uh, New Year's six bowl and, and is really, really good with a, with a great running game next to him. So, I mean, that, that's the other one that, that you can see that's like, Oh wow, that, that that could really, really, um, you know, and, and that's what you want with your quarterback, right? If you're going to bring in a quarterback, you need to bring in somebody you feel like is going to, you know, make you better immediately, and he's that guy. But yeah, Joe, those three, that first three round of uh, first three offensive linemen that they got in are all like they're proven, they're proven at this point, and um, you know, I think Jones is is the one as the guy that had other big time. Yeah. Uh, interest from um from from power five schools that's the one you want to you want to keep an eye on all right you mentioned Peyton Thorne and I think he's closer to a sure thing that a lot of people want to give him credit for but let's discuss mm-hmm. is there a quarterback competition coming we discuss that in just a moment right here on locked on Auburn when I encourage you to join the locked on Auburn discord it is free all you have to do is click the link in the episode description down below as always, quarterbacks are very polarizing, uh, especially with the Auburn fan base, because we just want to be upset and highly opinionated about everything, which is great, which is why this is all so, so fun. But I think Peyton Thorne, I don't think he's guaranteed the starting job, but like I think he's got like a 95% chance of winning the starting job. I mean, I think something really, really dramatic would have to happen for Robbie Ashford to, to get the first snap of the season in 2023. 
I think you're in a scenario where you may see multiple quarterbacks at the beginning of the year. That's some freeze has done in the past um, when he's had a quarterback competition with a transfer. The transfer ultimately won out in Chad Kelly. But uh, yeah, I, 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 he he came in for a reason. And, you know, it's now it's one of those things where it's like if you are capable of being like if Peyton Thorne is capable of being what Peyton Thorne's been in his first two seasons of his college career, he's Auburn's best option at quarterback because of the way he can throw the ball. Mm -hmm. Um, And and just for this offense to operate the way this offense wants to do, stretching the field vertically and horizontally with the passing game, you need to have that kind of passing element. Now, am I saying that? Robbie Astrid is incapable of becoming a good passer? Absolutely not. I mean, he played through injuries last year. He was in a system right. that didn't fit him. He could definitely do it. But, you know, when you bring in a transfer, if you go through that and you bring in a transfer, and not just a transfer, a guy who had started a couple of years, and Michigan State wasn't necessarily like, you know, say, oh, goodbye, you know, we'll miss, like they wanted him to stay. Like State wanted him to, to hang around there for sure. That, that, yeah, they that, tried. They tried a little bit of a revis- revisionist history on that one. Sure, and every fan base who loses a player is going to be like, "Oh, that guy's not actually any good." Um, no, I, I think I think Peyton Thorne. I mean, you heard you hear Hugh Freeze talk Wednesday night about his leadership, the fact that he was a two-time team captain at Michigan State. They think he's the guy that can come in and give Auburn a lot of what it's been missing uh, at the quarterback spot, spot and on offense. And I think with the running game, Auburn is capable of having this year. He fits really, really well because in games, I wrote about it a couple weeks ago, in games when Michigan State ran over 150 yards um, in those games, he averaged like nearly 10 yards an attempt and only lost one game. Like he was awesome uh, in the these last couple of years. So if Auburn can give him what I think that they're capable of giving him, he can really raise uh, uh, the potential of this football team this year, uh, 100%. So um, he's got to be the favorite. He's going to be the clear favorite. now. I think Robbie Ashford has kept a really good attitude about this as one thing that, that freeze talked about on, on Wednesday night about how they've had positive conversations about all this. I think Robbie Ashford, even if he's not starting quarterback, I think they, he, you find ways to get that dude on the field um, just because man, uh, top five running quarterback in college football last year uh, yeah. helped, helped Dynamic. lead Auburn to one of the best rushing performances against a Nick Saban defense ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you, you, you use that. But yeah, like you know, you bring in a guy like this for a reason, and you don't leave a situation like you did at Michigan State, um, where you were the returning starter, to necessarily come and sit on the bench. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. So we'll uh, we'll certainly see what that competition looks like. But I, I'd be shocked if it wasn't Peyton Thorne. Do do you? We both know that playing quarterback isn't just throwing the football and assessing defense. I mean, there's a there's a major leadership aspect and component to all of this. Mm-hmm. And I've made a big deal about pass catchers on this roster tweeting out and publicly like saying to other quarterbacks that have entered the portal, like, Hey, come to Auburn. Do you think that's, am I reading too much into that? Or is that like, mm, like Robbie doesn't have this room. He doesn't have this locker room. I think, I think it's more of a, a thing that they feel like competition is going to make this team better everywhere. And that's sure. kind of the mindset, but yeah, I mean, I think UK, they, the, the story that came out of the spring for Auburn football was where they, they were not where they wanted to be in the passing game. And, and quarterback is obviously a huge component of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, with guys publicly recruiting, you know, dudes to, to, to come play at quarterback, um, you know, I don't think it's a situation of like, 
you know, Robbie Ashford doesn't have the support of seems or anything like, I, I think it's more of like, Hey, we got to get better. And dude, you can make us better. Uh, whether it is you're going to start or you're going to push the guys who are already here, like Robbie Ashford, like Holden Garner mm-hmm. to make us better. And so, um, they, th- I think Peyton Thorns is definitely going to do that. Yep. I'm with you. Ferg, how can people check out everything you've got going on, buddy? AuburnObserver.com. It's $6 a month or $60 a year. We've got a ton of stuff right now. We've got the football and basketball roster trackers. I uh, had film room this week on uh, Caleb Burton. Uh, mailbag's out today. Uh, I had a you know a lot of stuff from Bruce Pearl and John Cohen and Hugh Freeze from, um, from the Ambush Tour, so you can check all that out. Big notebook from those guys. Uh, and we've got a ton of stuff going on right now with all of our podcasts and all of our newsletters. AuburnObserver.com. Sign up. Check it out. We email everything to you as soon as it drops, about 6 a.m. Central Time, most weekday mornings. Yep, worth every penny, folks. AuburnObserver.com. You can follow me on socials at Z Blackerby and find all my written work at AuburnDaily.com. We will see you on Monday. This has been Locked on Auburn.